0: Welcome to the Climbing to the Top podcast by me, that's Kim O'Rourke, where I'll be sharing with you my journey back to the top, (laughs) complete with highs and lows and everything I learn along the way. Hope you enjoy the episodes. Hello and welcome to, do you know, we're episode 30 of the Climbing to the Top podcast. I can't believe we've got to hear I've got some exciting, well, actually, I've got some exciting news and some exciting plans. The exciting plans I'll have to tell you about in a few episodes' time because they're still gelling, Uh, but I've got some really good things lined up for the podcast for next year. Uh, Do you know, last week when I was talking to you about trial and error and really experimenting with your marketing, you know, I do this too as a marketeer. I do it all the time with all of my content, and um, you have to you have to trial and error not just for um, your content and what uh, people want to hear from you and and hear about you and the expertise that you can share with people and how you can serve people the best, but also what what serves you best as well. And I think one of the things with the, the, this experimentation and this trial and error is finding out <laughs> actually finding out what you want to say. Um, and uh, part of this process for me, you know, episode 30, we're still quite a young podcast. So I, I do thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart for listening to me and, uh, do subscribe as well. Uh, because then that'll ping up on your, your phone Um, but you, you need to find your voice and it's only through regular, um, content production. Now that's whether you choose podcasting or you choose videos or you choose writing blogs and articles, whichever method you choose in your marketing, um, you you need to keep, publishing your content and publishing it on a very regular basis. And if you follow me across any channel, you'll know that I I pump it out every day. Um, And for me, this has been part of my experimentation for me about what's working best for me, what messages work best on what platforms, because for instance, YouTube works really well for really short, snappy little messages. Um, podcasts like this one that I'm recording for you seem to work best with yes we can have short snappy ones but also slightly more longer conversational uh, pieces with your blogs and articles you're probably looking for on average about 300 ish words because people tend to scan read when they're looking at your blog um, or a blog site so so you're looking at different mediums different people want to consume media in different ways they they consume content in different ways but also if the, different things come across on different platforms in different ways and what might be suitable for one platform wouldn't be suitable for another and also you may find that you prefer one platform over another or you're more comfortable with uh, one platform or one way of content producing over another and you'll only ever know that by publishing across the board and seeing what works and and what doesn't and also as you publish yourself so do you know I'm loving having this podcast so I hope you'll really enjoy listening um, but as I have been publishing my episodes what's happened is I've got ideas coming out of Content that I can produce next year to to hopefully be really, really powerful and really helpful content for you uh, across your business. So I've got all of those ideas bubbling away, all written down, uh, ready for next year. Um, I've got a couple of masterclasses coming up. So watch out for those. I will put the links in. in the episode descriptions over the next couple of days when I've buttoned those down. And uh, I'm just literally (laughs) about 24 hours away about to launch um, a, a free ebook on how to grow your audience on social media. So I will put the link up as soon as that's available. So watch out for that. I'm really, really chuffed with that and everything that's behind it. And I'm going to talk you through the process of that on a, a, a podcast episode in a, a few uh, days time, because uh, I think that will be helpful for you for when you're doing your own kind of thing. So what <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you today about is the difference between reach and engagement in social media. And I've, I've spoken to you probably a little bit about that before, and I've touched on the subject. Um, but I realized that I hadn't recorded anything properly on reach and engagement. And I think it's important that um, we get the differentiation between them and, and what they are, because they get bandied around a lot, a lot on, um, on social media. Everybody thinks that everybody knows what they mean. And, it, you know, even for me, I've been in marketing for 30 years, for goodness sake. But social media is relatively new as a medium well put it this way it wasn't around when I did all my marketing qualifications which was a couple of centuries ago so there are new terms but actually they relate to the old terms and the more traditional terms when I did all my marketing exams so let let me just talk you through them so that um, if you felt that you were the only one out there who didn't know what they mean And don't worry, you really aren't. Um, Hopefully, this will help you. So, if I start with reach, now your reach in your social media is um, how many people are seeing your posts. And it's the same as a circulation figure with a print magazine. And if you're of a certain age, like I am, (laughs) and you like buying a magazine, Um, when you buy a magazine, so if you and I both bought a magazine, then um, that would be a circulation of two. So that magazine publisher would sell two copies, one to you, one to me. And that would be a circulation of two. Now, if we were looking at social media posts, so if you and I both saw one social media post, then you would see it once and I would see it once. So that is a reach of, of two for that particular uh, publisher of that social media post. So if you take your your hat off of the the magazine buyer and put your hat on as if you were the magazine publisher, because if you were the magazine publisher, you'd obviously want more people buying your magazine, wouldn't you? So in order to do that, what you'd want to do is work on... um, increasing the obviously increasing the circulation of your magazine by having interesting and eye catching front covers you might have um like if you're selling newspapers you see all these dramatic headlines with big bold red headlines that catch your eyes on the newsstands and that's f- for them to get people to buy and we also see it on the internet we get the, the clickbait headlines that get us to click something so and they're there to, to get that reach, to get that circulation figure, to get us looking at the posts. So when you're designing your own posts, you obviously want interesting um, and eye-catching graphics, headlines, emojis, experiment with all of those um, so that, that people actually stop and look and your posts are reaching people. Um, now, just to get a little bit more not complicated, just to give you a little bit of a deeper insight in the TV and radio worlds, uh, when I used to run ads on TV and radio, which was a little while ago now, um, ads are always measured on reach and frequency because you want um, people seeing your ad. That's the, the reach. But you also want them to see them a number of times. And that's the frequency figure. And in marketing, th- this number has never changed. And all the years I've been in marketing has never changed. We know that the average person uh, needs to see or hear a marketing message about seven times before they react to it. So this reach and frequency uh, number or the reach and frequency numbers become really important to you. You want to reach lots of people and lots of times too. So when you are um, putting out your social media posts, you obviously want more people seeing your posts lots of times. You want lots of people seeing your posts and you want people seeing your posts lots of times as well. So you want that reach and those frequency figures. And then we have to add in the third or the, (laughs) the second term, which is the engagement. And the engagement refers to the people who like, share or comment on your post. Preferably you want the loves and the wows and all of those things, but you want people really engaging in your content um, I, and Building up a relationship with you, which they do by the liking, the commenting, the having the discussion with them. And for goodness sake, it, do reply to those comments when people um, comment on your social media posts. Now, the engagement figure is generally shown as a percentage figure. You can find that if you have a delve on your Facebook page on the insights. Sorry, insights section. Um, If you look in insights and I haven't got this in front of me, uh, so this is slightly from memory. But if you go to insights, you'll find a bit on your posts and the most popular posts uh, over the last seven days. Normally it shows that if you click on where it says more, uh, the most popular posts, you'll get all the posts that you've been publishing recently. And over on the right hand side, you'll see um, there's a little drop down menu and you can go to engagement percentage there. And if you click that, you'll see that what your average engagement rates are per post as well. So you can see what your most popular posts are. Now what we're looking for on the whole is trying to get to an 8% engagement rate for a post. And that is a really good engagement rate. If you get over three percent, um, that's pretty good. Some posts aren't going to get anything. Um, don't worry about it. Um, just make sure that you have got some of these posts that are showing eight percent. And if we if we go back to our magazine analogy for a moment, if we've if if. If we're the magazine publisher and we've managed to sell our magazine because we've had interesting front covers and interesting headlines, we obviously we've got good circulation figures, but we obviously want people to engage in our magazine. We want people to become loyal and regular readers. So therefore, we have to make sure that when they get inside the magazine, we've got interesting articles. um, We've got um the the features we've got the I don't know things interesting things to buy and so on and that's where that engagement that conversation that relationship comes in um so if you are reading that magazine and if you read an article that interests you or you think would be interesting for a friend you would share that magazine with your friend wouldn't you Um, Or you'd sit there and you'd love reading the magazine so much that you'd write in to them. Old fashioned way would get pen and paper out and would write in. So if you kind of think engagement is your relationship that you're building with the people who are coming to your page and really engaging in your post because they're loving what you're putting and they're they're really um, taking part in what you're saying and you're resonating with them. So that's what you're looking for. Now, as a bit of a caveat, I have been watching the figures on both my own um, channels and my clients' channels, and the stats, I would say, are a bit off at the moment. That's having said all of that. Um, we think it's because that the Facebook algorithms, and obviously Facebook owns Instagram, so it's across Facebook and Instagram, the main two channels. LinkedIn is fairly pretty useless at its stats, um, so we can't really do much about that. Um, but with facebook and instagram uh, normally uh, up until about a month ago sort of in october we had you know really good stats you could put posts out and you could see what was happening with your pages and your your feed all the time but over the last month they've since they've changed their uh how their page looks and they've um, also changed their algorithm behind the scenes it looks like the numbers are off and the reach, uh, it, you know, one of my clients has got a massive massive following, and it just is not showing. Um, the the numbers aren't showing. and you know we're running paid ads, and the we know that we're getting results from the ads, but the numbers aren't showing on the just the general weekly insights and monthly insights. So if you're looking at the moment, don't think it's you keep putting out good content. And (laughs) I'm thinking that the algorithm will catch up and the reporting will get a lot better. So just at the moment in November and probably December as well, there are some dodgy stats coming through. Um, But that's Facebook's end, that's not your end. Um, But if you keep putting out good content, you need to be reaching lots of people, lots of times, and you need people to be engaging in your posts as well. That's what you're aiming for. You need to build a relationship up with lots of people. That's your reach and that's your engagement figures. Um, Just a very quick last minute on LinkedIn then. For LinkedIn stats, uh, no, they're pretty useless at them. I'm hoping with all their Introduction of new tools and features that they've got, they will actually introduce a stats thing. I can't believe for a business to business channel they haven't got good reporting at the back end, but they haven't. However, if some of the social media scheduling platforms like Social Pilot, for instance, um, they have really good analytics reporting behind the scenes. You do have to pay for Social Pilot, um, but they have good reporting behind the scenes buffer which is what i use for my social media scheduling um it, that tells you it's it, it, it's probably not the best for analytics you have to pay for the analytics and i think it's probably more expensive than you probably want to pay for the information that you get back i you know i'm more than happy to pay for things um if they give me good value but i i can't see that buffer gives good value, but it does give some analytics on the free version or on the, so I do have a paid for version. It's the, uh, there's an upgrade that you have to use uh, pay for, for the the stats. And I don't know whether it's worth paying for that upgrade. Um, if you've got other social media scheduling tools that you use that give really good analytics, do drop me a line on my own social media pages. Um, I am going to put a link to my marketing your way to success Um, Facebook group in the description. So pop in there and you can uh, give me a message through there if you've got your own scheduling tool and um, you find the analytics really good. Because if we can share this information around, it obviously makes it um, really useful for for everybody whilst we're we're all trying to uh, gain traction and success out there in the marketplace. Anyway, that's it for today. I hope that has been helpful and I will see you back again tomorrow. Have a lovely rest of the day wherever you are in the world. And thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Bye.